All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode eight of the Baseline Podcast. I am here with Eddie Montanez and Zach Zabonchik. We're going to talk about the MLB top 10 shortstops, top 10 second baseman, and we're going to give our top five to 10 pitchers right now from based off last year. So we'll get started with the second baseman list on the MLB network. Not a huge fan of this list. Jose Altuve seems to always get number one. Let's hear your thoughts on it. Let's start with Zvani. Like I said, like I said, I'm not a huge fan of this list at all. I mean, I could I could see Jose Altuve at first. I mean, there's not really many people that I would argue could be first. Obviously, not a big not a big Altuve fan, but uh, I think he definitely can deserve number one. Jeff McNeil, number two. I like that. Um, he's very underrated. Very underrated player. Um, Andres Jimenez, another guy that very underrated player. I mean, he had a really good season last season. Um, Marcus Simeon, like him. I, I don't. I can't really see Colton Wong or Glaber Torres being in the top ten, in my opinion. I mean, obviously coming from a Yankees fan, I just don't think Glaber has it has it in to make top ten. I'm glad to see him on the list, but I think you could probably see somebody else in there. Uh, I'd honestly have to disagree. I have Glaber in my top five. I think you could put him anywhere in that infield, and he's going to, like, kill. I'd put him over Lowe, Brandon Lowe. I'd put him over Jorge Polanco. I think the only one that on this list that you could really argue that has better fielding than Glaber Torres is Donovan from the Cardinals. <clears throat> Uh, I think, uh, Simeon at four is really good. Like everyone says he has a down year, but he had, he went 25 and 25. He had 25 stolen bases, 25 home runs. I don't think that's a down year at all. Uh, Andre Semenez at three pains me to see this. He's, a, he was a Met two years ago. It sucks that we let go of all these people and they become freaks. Andre Semenez had a really good year. He was an all-star. Uh, he's a really good player in that Guardians offense. He's a good player in that Guardians defense. He's going to be really good for them this year. Uh, Jorge Polanco at six. Uh, I just don't see that. I see Brandon Donovan over him. Uh, Colin Wong at nine. He didn't have the best year ever, but he had a better year than uh, Cattell Marte and Jorge Polanco. So I think you got to put him up there. And oh, yeah, I just I just don't like labor at 10, to be honest. I just think you could put him anywhere in that infield. He has a good glove. He's gotten better with the bat over the next couple of years. I think he's going to make a case for top five, top three next year. No, I could agree with that 100%. Uh, I do like the top two through four. I think that's a good order that they're in. Brandon Lowe at five, It's it could be debated. I mean, if you want to put him lower, like six or seven, because I do think Colin Wong – should not be at nine. But this is personally like my personal opinion. Like I, I think his defense is very, very good. Now, I think that's saying something considering you have Marte at eight, Donovan at eight. They're both good defensive players. Hitting wise, they're also like I don't, I don't know how to really feel about it. I have very mixed emotions about it. Obviously, Altuve at one. Who else do you give it to? I guess you got to give it to him. I mean, his bat is very – has progressed very well over the past 
few years. Yeah, he is, is down. Is down at bats, but I don't know. Mixed feelings about the whole thing. And Glaber Torres at 10. I could agree with you 100% that you could really put him anywhere in that infield and he'll tear it up. So, I don't know. Not a huge fan of it, but not also not upset about the whole thing. So, we'll move over to the shortstops. Now, this is a list that I I think I could 100% agree with for the most part. Maybe change one or two things. What do you guys have to say about the shortstops? Uh, I could definitely agree with Turner and Correa. Soxy and Correa is number two. Uh, but I think that Seager at four is surprising. I definitely would have thought Lindor was going to be three or four. Like, I could argue that Lindor could even be three. Uh, his defense is better than Bogart's. Bogart's bat is just absolutely disgusting. Uh, I think you could put Bowen Swanson in front of Seager as well. I think if I were to change this list, in my opinion, I would go Turner, Correa, Lindor, Bogarts, Swanson, Bo, Seager. Then I'd put – Adamas had a real good year for the Brewers. So, then, yeah, I'd put Adamas yeah. at eight. And then I'd put – yeah, I'd just leave the – I'd leave nine and ten Anderson and Wander. Because I think Wander's a real good player. I just think he just – like he had a good – uh like. Rookie year. This year wasn't the best year, but I think this year he's gonna shine. I think he's gonna be real good. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Harry. Um, obviously, number one, number two, I couldn't change that. Um, you said about Corey Seager that that surprised me as well. Seeing him number four, um, definitely think he deserves to be on the list. He is a really good defensive and offensive player. Um, big Corey Seager fan, but um. Seeing Dansby at six was surprising. I thought, in my opinion, I think it should be Bogarts, Dansby, Lindor, Seager. Um, but also, like you said, Bichette had a really good year. Damas had a really good year. It's it's tough, but I mean, yeah, I mean, but yeah, Bo Bichette. No. I don't know. It's tough. Like you said, Wander Franco came out his rookie year, tore it up. I mean, super fun to watch. This past season wasn't up to his rookie season, but I think I think he'll continue to improve, continue to make a name for himself. Maybe see him higher next season. I think. I think. I think that they honestly should have put O'Neill Cruz at ten. Because like he didn't have the best, like he he only batted a two twenty something, and but like the potential that guy has is just unbelievable. He's hitting the Absolutely. ball one hundred and six miles per hour off the bat almost every at bat, dude. He's throwing the ball across the diamond at one hundred and six miles per hour. It's just literally, it's his first, his debut. He had the hardest hit ball of the year and the hardest throw. Like if that ain't potential right there, I don't know what is. I think you at least got to put him at nine or ten, even though he didn't have the best showing of like. The half second half of the second half of the year, which he played in, I think you got to throw him at least nine or ten just off the potential. I mean, you could say the same thing about uh about Pena. I mean, off of potential wise, you know what I mean. But no, I agree with you. I think that guy is going to be an absolute stud coming up in the next couple of years. Um, <clears throat> I place him in the top twenty as of right now. I mean, I think he needs to show more, especially this season. Terry Pena, both of them. 
uh, O'Neal and Pena. I think they have, both have potential to be top ten. I'm surprised they didn't put Pena in just for the sheer fact of his postseason. But you, he also you won. His, he also won gold glove. He won gold glove this yeah. year. I mean, you look at his, his regular season. It wasn't. I mean, he he was good during a regular season. Don't get me wrong, but. You think Jeremy Pena, you're thinking postseason, everything he did in the World Series, you know, division championship. I mean, it surprised didn't put him on her just for that. Yeah, that's what I mean. I'm like, it's they had him on the fan list. I know that at like what five. I mean, that's a little too high currently because there's the shortstop's just a loaded position at the moment. But after this year, if you get both of them have a good year, I think this list changes a lot. I don't I disagree with a lot of the in top 10 next year. Easily. The only ones that I would really change around, I like like you said, I think Dansby should be higher. I mean, he was a very sought-after free agent. So I'd put him at four. And then, yeah, I would probably keep Lindor at five based on the sheer fact that Bogarts has a bat, a way better bat than most, most of the shortstops currently. But... Bo Bichette at seven. I like that. Honestly, I can't disagree with the bottom of the list. I, I like that entire bottom, and I like the entire top. But the only ones I would change were Dansby and Seager. Yeah, this list is real good. I just, like I said, I just take Seager Correa as number two because knowing that, like, obviously knowing if he wasn't that, he wouldn't be on this list because, like, because, like, Jazz was on, wasn't on the second baseman list, so Correa might not have been on this one because he technically would have been a third baseman. So, like, I really do like Turner. One, the, his bat, his speed, everything about the guy is just unbelievable. Correa, he's Carlos Correa. He's his bat, his defense, everything about him. Like this list, I the only thing I could honestly disagree with really is Seager at four, and then Swanson and Bo under him. Really, that's yeah. Yeah, there's like nobody else I would say should be on a list over any of these guys, but I mean, just think the order just a little bit off. I think Tommy Edmond should have been maybe should have been on the list over like one of them, like maybe Tim Anderson, but yeah, it's whatever. All right, we'll jump into our most controversial topic right now. Our top five ish, ten ish pitchers in baseball. Basing it off of maybe some last year, maybe the year prior, because some of the guys that I have didn't really play last year. So, I mean, I want to hear, I want to hear Eddie's right off the bat. I mean, he was saying that he his list is the list. Yeah, so, I think this list—that's the one that should be on MLB Network. Yeah, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. So I'm gonna—I have ten, and I number ten. I know I'm probably going to get some hate for this, so this probably ain't the list. But I have uh, Julio Arias from the Los Angeles Dodgers. He had an NL best 2.16 ERA. He was he had a 17-7 record and 166 Ks. That's a beautiful season. A 2.61 ERA is absolutely disgusting. At number nine, I have Zach Gallen from the Arizona Diamondbacks. He was 8-2. Uh after All-Star break and had a 1.49 ERA and had a 2.82 throughout the whole year. That All-Star break was absolutely gross. He wasn't in Cy Young voting until after that All-Star break. That All-Star break was gross. I think he has I think uh, he has a chance of being this year's Cy Young winner. 
At number eight, I have Framber Valdez. Uh, 29 quality starts and 25 in a row. He beat the grounds record at 24. That's just that's just out of this world. He had a 2.82 ERA in the regular season and that postseason. We all know he was disgusting. A 1.44. That's like like that's just different. Like you know, like you want a pitcher like that in the playoffs. Like a lot of people, like yeah, Verlander 1.76 ERA. He's not good in the postseason. Look what Valdez just did, 2.82 in the regular season, and he just went in there and dominated throughout the whole postseason. At uh, number seven, I have Spencer Strider. He's a rookie with a 2.67 ERA and with a 13.81K per nine. That is gross. He's averaging 13 strikeouts through nine innings as a rookie. That's absolutely disgusting. And he had 180 uh, – no, he had a – his opponents had a 180 average against them. That's like – that's disgusting. For a rookie, that's disgusting. Uh, number six, I have Carlos Rodon, 2.8 ERA with a 12 with a 12.0 K per nine, and 237 strikeouts. 237 strikeouts. That that's a lot, dude. That is a lot. Uh, number five, I have Dylan Cease. He had a 2.2 ERA. The only problem I see with him is the walk problem. Out of everyone on the list, out of ERA, I looked up. Uh, all the ERAs and all the stats for pitchers, and out of all the pitchers in the league, led the league. And he, I think he was top five in walks with 78, but to have a 2.2 ERA with 78 walks just proved that he got out of jams. So I think that that's that's a good number five. I have Alex Manoa at number four with a 2.24 ERA. He was, he was a top three candidate for the AL Cy Young. I have uh, Sandy Alcantara at number three with a 2.2 ERA and arguably the best pitcher in the National League, definitely the best pitcher in the NL East. Uh, Verlander at two with a 1.76 ERA. Yeah, he's old, but the guy just came off the Cy Young winning season. And at number one, I think we could all guess, I have Shohei Otani, 2.3 ERA, and he's hitting 40 home runs a year. I don't think you could put anyone else over him. I, like I agree it. with a lot of like them, to be honest with you. Let's hear your so, uh, so I just I just pick five. Um, number five, I'm gonna say this this going to be controversial. Like I said before, um, my number five, I gotta go with Spencer Schreider. He had eleven five record, two point six seven ERA, two hundred and two strikeouts, and played second in rookie of the year award uh, this year. Uh, he he had an insane season. I mean, to throw 200 strikeouts as a rookie, like Eddie was saying, it's 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 insane. It's unreal. I just think he's just going to grow from there, in my opinion. Um, guess guess we'll uh, guess we'll see what goes on. I see he changes number to 99 for a wild thing. Um, number four, I have Garrett Cole with a he had 3.5 ERA last year, but he also led. DAL in strikeouts with 257. I mean, he's Yankees ace. He's pitching fairly well. I mean, he's short a little bit last year. I've uh, gotten some tough situations, but I mean, I, I definitely think definitely think he's still one of the better, one of the best pitchers in the league. Um, number three, Sandy Alcantara, 2.28 ERA, 207 strikeouts. Obviously, NL Cy Young. 
Um, number two, I have Justin Verlander. Like Eddie said, 1.75 ERA, 185 strikeouts, AL, Cy Young winner. Um, def- definitely going to be interesting watching him the next two seasons with the Mets. Um, like he said, he's he's getting up there in age. He's, what, 39, going to be 40 this season. Hopefully he can still bring it like he's been. Um, my number one, I, I give him number one. If he shows up and can last or play the whole season, I'm gonna say Jacob Degrom. He's he's insane. I mean, he's untouchable when he's on. Um, one thing that I found while I was looking into this, he had a 3.08 ERA, but he had 102 strikeouts in 11 games. That's that's absurd. I mean. I, with the Rangers now, hopefully he can stay healthy and pitch full season and be as dominant as he's been the past few years. I honestly, I like that. I like the hot take there at five for Spencer Strider. Spencer Strider's fun, man. I, I'm yeah. really looking forward to seeing him play this year. I think he's going to have a really good year. I do like that he changed his number too. That's pretty tough. <laughs> So, I sound like a homer, all right? Number 10 for me is Aaron Nola. The guy's ridiculous, man. He's got one of the best balls in the game currently. I'm just saying, I think he is a top 10 pitcher in the league. I like Aaron Nola. So, all right. (laughs) For uh, number nine, I got uh, you, Darvish. The guy is an absolute beast for the Padres. I love that he has like 13 different pitches that he he can throw. I don't know what his ERA was last year, but the way he performed in the playoffs, I mean, it was it was disgusting. What the way he throws. Uh for number 8, I got DeGrom. Now, I I need to see more from him obviously this year coming up. Holy shit, I'm going to pass out. DeGrom at number 8. Oh my yeah. god, I no. can't wait to hear the rest of this list now. <laughs> DeGrom at eight because I mean obviously he was injured last year and if he could perform the way he did years prior I mean he could be the most dominant pitcher in baseball that's why I have him at eight uh, for number seven I do have Spencer Strider now he is one of the best rookie pitchers I think I've ever seen to be perfectly honest so he's a dominant guy second in the rookie of the, rookie of the year right mm-hmm. I think this year he comes out and that pair with him and Max Fried is just going to be ridiculous. It's going to be scary facing those lineups in the NL East, but I think they can manage very well. Uh, for six, speaking of the guy, Max Fried, I think they they're very well compared compared together. Together, there we go. So I mean, same explanation there. Young guy, dominant pitcher. For five, <laughs> Zach Wheeler. Now, Zach Wheeler has been the workhorse of the Phillies rotation last year. He still has it, and I think if he can maintain healthy throughout the year, he could be very good. I can understand your Uh, argument with putting Wheeler and Nola on the top 10 list, but to put Wheeler over Nola? Absolutely, I would. Mm. I mean, I think he had – I got to look at the ERAs. I should have looked. I'd probably put – 
No, Wheeler had a 2.82, and I think Nola had a 3.1. I'll look it up. Yeah, I, think I, know, I, know, I know Wheeler had a 2.82 for a fact. Aaron Nola had a 3.2. I was right. Well, me, me and Zavonch were right. 3.2. So, yeah, I, yeah, I could. That's mainly yeah. Eddie was saying that the Wheeler should be like the ace over Nola. I was going yeah, I was, I was to put Wheeler at number eight on my list, honestly. I think he's dominant. I put him high. I just think he's the best pitcher in the Phillies rotation currently. And I, I think he still has it in him. He just got to stay healthy. He could just be dominant. Um. For number four, I do have Alcatara. Like you guys were saying, I mean, he's he's very good. He's very good. And this year coming up, I, I can't wait to see him. Uh, for number three, I have Justin Verlander. Uh, obviously, up there in age, but still producing. Solid all around. Two, Framber Valdez. Very controversial, that high up on the list. But the guy, let's be real, he is – one of the most dominant pitchers that the Phillies have seen all postseason, right? That was just coming off of one series that I like. I've seen him really because I don't really watch the Houston Astros, but I mean the guy was very good, and I want to see what he does throughout the next season coming up here. So number one, Otani, obviously, obvious choice. I don't have Garrett Cole on the list, but he would probably be at eleven. And I was also considering putting Nasty Nectar on the list as well. I think he, he's funny to watch. I, he doesn't have a lot of oomph behind his pitches, but the way he throws is just unorthodox and just entertaining to see. The only so. reason I really didn't have the Grom or Cole on my list is because I, Cole gave up a lot of home runs this year. And he uh, I, I just think that AR, like – I don't know. I think Cole. I, I was gonna put Cole on my list. I just I couldn't. I just couldn't put him over the list over the guys I had on my list. To be honest, I just think everyone was so dominant. Like Rodon at six. Like I, I was gonna put him at three. Like this. Like I just think so yeah. many people last year did so good. Like Shane McClanahan. Like like we we're missing so many names probably. But like I think this year and like last year, baseball is getting like. It's becoming pitcher like, well, it's always been, but like pitchers are really starting to like show who the hell who the hell they are. Like I know, I know a hot take. I know a hot take too that people might think is that neither, none of us mentioned Corbin Burns or Brandon Woodruff. Mm-hmm. I I really considered putting Corbin Burns in my top five, but I I just had a better argument in my head for Colin Schreider, in my opinion. I mean, I definitely Corbin Burns definitely is one of the top, I don't know, 15 pitchers in the league. Some people might put him top 10. Some people might put him top five. I mean, he's he's a dominant pitcher as well. But, I mean, you got to see what he does. I honestly, I, I don't know. I don't like my list comparing it to your, yours, like both of yours. Because you guys have stats to back it up. I mean, I kind of just went off of like, hey, this guy sounds pretty good. But <laughs> I mean, I just sound like an idiot, but it's fine. It's fine. So, Eddie, your list was really good. I really do think that could be probably on MLB Network's list. But 
then again, I mean, I could disagree with you at some points. But. Yeah, I think like I, I think I'm not saying I don't think I'm not saying this because it's my list. I think that like I at least got like at least six of them. At least six of them. Not maybe not in the right position, but I think I got at least six of them that are going to be on that list. Six, seven. Yeah. I also didn't mention Urias either. I forgot to mention Urias. I forgot all about him. I was going to put him in the top ten. I just yeah, that's what I was saying, dude. Like I was going to put him in my top five just because of that, like that ERA and like his wins are like. I forgot Max Free too. Twenty. He had twenty-one wins last year. Like, like I said, so many pitchers like did so freaking good last year. Like you can't really. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't have Cole on my list. I don't have Cortez on my list. Like, Cortez was a Cy Young candidate last year. Like, I. He was leading Cy Young voting for yeah. a, most of the season, I think. Mm-hmm. Close to it. Like, it's crazy. Like, this is why I just love baseball so much. Like, it's crazy what they could do with that ball. Like, people, like, I know a lot of people say, oh, hitting a baseball. I could hit a baseball. I could hit off a major league pitcher. You can't. No, you can't. You can't. Like, it's disgusting what they could do. Like, I just, like, in my opinion, hitting a baseball is the hardest thing in, in all sports. So, like, mm-hmm. what they what those pitchers could do, they got to get their respect for it. Like, what Verlander's doing at 40 years old, he got to get his respect. Well, 1.75 at 40, that's disgusting. So, like, I don't know. I just think, like, this year's going to be real good. Last year was fun. Like, no one – like, uh, did you expect the Phillies to make the World Series? Come on. I always expected the Phillies would make the World Series. No, <laughs> no you didn't. No, you didn't. No. Last season was the like, most fun. Yeah, like last year was fun. Like I'm a Mets fan and they got eliminated the first round, but that postseason was fun. Like the whole baseball year was fun. Like we saw a lot of rookies come out. We saw Julio Rodriguez destroy the league. We saw Pena have a hell of a uh, postseason. We saw a lot. We, judge talked, we saw AL record. Yeah, we saw Judge hit sixty-two home runs. We saw a glimpse of Gunner of Gunner Henderson. He didn't even play a full year, and we think I think he's gonna be a god. Like this year's gonna be real fun. Like this year's gonna be really good. That's what I said. I don't know a couple episodes ago about the rookies this past season and some of the guys coming up in the next season or two. I mean, I I think it's gonna be a lot of fun to watch the guys come up and make a name for themselves. Do you guys want to talk about the the prospects coming out here? I mean, I saw – I didn't really catch most of their names. I know Gunner was number one on a list. Um, I agree with that. But I mostly paid yeah. attention to Andy Painter for the Phillies. But, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I was watching I was stuff on him earlier. He's, he's absolutely disgusting. Yeah. I was watching stuff on Painter, too. He's disgusting. I think, like, all of our teams, like, Phillies, Mets, and Yankees, all have really good prospects. Like, Met, uh, the Mets have – uh, a Brett Beatty to look forward to. He might start third base for us this year. Who knows? We have Francisco Alvarez. We have Ronnie Mauricio who's killing it in the Venezuelan League with Acuna on his team. And then you guys have Painter to look forward to. Who's probably going to end up on the uh, roster this year. And then Volpe and like I don't and Volpe and Jason Dominguez. Jason Dominguez, mm-hmm. I think, is going to be one of the best center fielders in baseball in the next maybe like five seven years. So I think like. The future of baseball is real bright. Like we're just—it's just getting started. It's not even getting—it's not even honestly started yet. It's really I mean, top yeah. top ten at the MLB have they have Gunnar Henderson, they have Corbin Carroll, Francisco Alvarez, Jordan Walker, Anthony Volpe, Andrew Painter, Grayson Rodriguez. I forgot about him. Yeah, he's gonna yeah. be a stud too. Uh, Jackson Trio, 
Marcelo Mayer and Ellie De La Cruz. Oh, Ellie De La Cruz is supposed to be real good for the Reds. Yeah. I mean, you, you, I really you look at Gunner's this on the list. I mean, there's a lot of guys on here that are really good players that are going to be exciting to watch when they come up. I honestly can't wait to see Painter. Like, I'm not a Phillies fan, obviously, but, like, I just can't. I, I think you know he's going to be crazy about that, though. They were saying it's going to be a competition between Painter and Bailey Falter Ew. for that five spot. I'm That's like, disgusting. Bailey Falter <laughs> against the Padres. What do you mean? <laughs> Yeah, like Bailey Falter. Like, no. Also, you know who we forgot to talk about? Musgrove for the Padres as well. As yeah. Well on the top. I think he's really good. Mm-hmm. He shoved against the Mets bat. Yeah. He, he shoved. Like, he that left, was. He left Pittsburgh and just tore it up. That's what I mean. Like, so many teams, I feel like I was watching, like, I, like, I just watch a lot of videos and, like, what teams, like, did stupid moves. Like, the Marlins could have been so good. The Mets obviously could have been really good if they kept Arno Wheeler and everyone they had. The oh, who else got a dude? The Dodgers had Jordan Alvarez. I did not know this. Could you imagine if the Dodgers didn't trade Jordan Alvarez? I didn't know like that. what? <laughs> like, <laughs> like Mookie Betts and him in the outfield. Like yeah. that's I. It's just like. It's just it's just sucks knowing like like when you're a young player in the MLB like when you're young not in the MLB but like when you're a young prospect but then you're seeing people in their prime play so good and you get like you're you're working your ass off you're working your ass like let's let's say, like uh, I'll give an example let's say Gabriel Morano from the Blue Jays the catcher you got Dan mm-hmm. you got Dan uh, Danny Jansen and Alejandro Kirk as the catchers right now in the MLB Gabriel Morano was literally a top 20 prospect, I believe, last year. The Blue Jays traded him for Don Varsho. Gabriel Morano worked his ass off to try and be in that Blue Jays, uh, the Blue Jays uh, uh, lineup. It just sucks knowing that, like, you're so, like, you're a young player and you're getting traded for people in their prime, and you could be, you could be so much, like, you could be so much better than them. Like, who, I think, let's think. Jordan Alvarez was traded for like, I don't even know. Like, I don't even, I don't even think, I think they might have DFA'd Jordan Alvarez. Like, I don't even know who they got. Like, the Dodgers literally just get Jordan going. Jordan's arguably one of the best hitters in MLB right now. Like, it's crazy. Like, I think, well, look at uh, like, I just think you got to give them time to develop. Like, I don't think you can let them go that early, dude. It's, like, I, don't I, know. I think one of my favorite trades like that, like you were talking about, was the uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. trade. Who the hell did they give up, yes. like, 37-year-old pitcher yes. for, yeah. for some prospect named Fernando Tatis yeah. Jr., and he yeah. came into the league and destroyed Yeah, that's him. what I mean. Like, yeah. what what team what, what, what team was Tatis a prospect for? Do you know? I don't remember. I know he got traded, which is crazy. Yeah, like, he that's got what traded I mean. for, like, nothing. Yeah, Jordan was traded for nothing. Like, it's crazy. Gabriel Morano was traded for Don Varsho, which I think Don Varsho is definitely going to help. That Blue Jays lineup, but Gabriel Morano is probably going to end up starting for the Diamondbacks at some point. So, like, and if he's a really, and if he's a good catcher for the Diamondbacks, he's going to just, I don't know. I just think it's really stupid to give up, especially like top prospects. Like, Gabriel Morano was a top prospect. You know what I mean? Like, they traded a top prospect. I don't think you should do that. You got to give them time to develop. Like, if the Mets were to trade, like, if I remember last season, 
when Soto was about to get traded, the Mets, I saw a lot of people saying that the Mets were trying to trade Beatty and Francisco Alvarez for Soto. I didn't want to do that because, like, I just think they're going to develop and, like, like Soto's Juan Soto's Juan Soto, but Brett Beatty's first at bat in the MLB at a home run. Like, that's yeah. potential. Like, uh, I see that Tatis was signed as an international prospect by the White Sox. Yeah, he was a White Sox. Yeah, that's right. That's that's crazy. And the White Sox were good for a little bit there too. They just kind of mm-hmm. yeah for fair Yeah, I could imagine. Could you imagine him and Tim Anderson in the middle infield? That'd be tough. That'd be ridiculous. I don't know why they're gonna have him playing right field. Oh, like it, it makes it makes no sense to me. Yeah, Colton Wong is good, right? That's that's their second baseman, right? Two of the pot. No, he's uh, Colton Wong's on the. Uh, no, it's um. Cronenworth. No, I can't think of his name. Hassan Kim. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. But he's a good second baseman. But I would put Tatis at second. Your infield is loaded at that point. I mean, yeah. go out and get like a, a cheap right fielder. I mean, yeah, you need a guy that hits, but that's that would be a ridiculous infield. You have hot, yeah. They have you can put Cronenworth that first too. You literally yeah, have literally. Cronenworth mm-hmm. that you have Cronenworth that first, Tatis that second, Bogarts that short, and Manny Machado at Think third. About that man, that is probably <laughs> the best infield ever. That's gross. That'd be, yeah, that'd be ridiculous. I might make that on the show later. Yeah, that's just to see what happens. But I mean, I'm excited for the season coming up. But we got the first postseason, oh or yeah, the first postseason game, first first spring training game. What the twenty twentieth, twenty first, something like that. Dude, I know, I know the Mets played their first spring training game on the twenty sixth. I know, like spring training starts twenty third. I'm pretty sure. Okay. And then the I know World Baseball pitchers report night. Two weeks. Mm-hmm. Two weeks. Mm-hmm. And then the World Baseball Classic's going to be that Dominican. I was looking at the Dominican team. That Dominican oh my team God. insane. Julio Rodriguez is on the bench. Like, what? <laughs> How do you have Julio Rodriguez on the bench? <laughs> oh, like, God. Like, I want to hear some opinions, though. I, uh, you know how Jazz is on the cover and everything like that? It is Miami Marlins jersey. Do you think they're actually going to pay him the money? After his, he's still on rookie contract, right? Mm-hmm. He didn't reach free agency or arbitration or anything yet. Do you think they're actually going to pay him the money, or do you think he's going to end up walking? Because I mean, it's the Miami. I Marlins. think they'll pay him. Like I know it's the Miami Marlins, but dude, I really love Jazz and like I think he's such a stud. Like he's so fun. He's so fun to watch. Like yeah, it's the Miami Marlins. Like he's on the Miami Marlins, but like he's just so fun to watch. Like last year. He was like, remember when he did the Euro step into home plate? Like that was so tough. Like he just like everything about him, like his poise, his swagger. Like he's just such a good player. Like he fans love him. He sells tickets, obviously. Like, like just like him being on the cover is gonna sell the game a lot. Like I know, like him being on that cover is gonna sell is gonna sell a lot of copies of the MLB show. Like I. I I see them signing him, resigning him. I don't see like it's either him or Alcantara. They're gonna have to make the choice, honestly. So like it's 50-50 right now that I think about it because it, they're gonna have to keep him or Alcantara. And they're that's, probably gonna that's have a to tough decision to make. Yeah, that's yeah. a real. Cause, cause it's like, tough, tough to let him it's walk. Tough. 
to sign Jazz. Mm-hmm. It's real tough because you know that if you let Jazz go, here comes all the, here comes everyone else, here comes all the other owners, owners that have more than you, ready to swoop in and get them. So like, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. I'm sure if the Marlins don't pay him, someone will pay him. Oh, a yeah. lot of money. Oh, I guarantee it. Yeah. I don't know. I could see him. Another hot take I mean, I know nothing. What's up? I, I don't I I think no I think J Rod got robbed for the cover of the show in my opinion. I thought, I, yeah, I, I was praying it was gonna be J Rod and he got robbed. I, I I just I just think it's because dude Jazz is just so cool. Like he, he's just yeah. so cool, dude. Like that cute uh, that big ass pink fire. <laughs> Maybe DeGrom on the cover. No, I'm just joking. Nasty Nestor on a cover. What are you talking about? Dude, that would actually be pretty tough, though. That, Na- I, they I put Nasty like... Nestor on a cover to show. Oh, yeah, my be, God. That would be That would be. Is Acuna on a cover? Acuna would be fire. Acuna is ever on the cover? I don't I know. Think Tatis so. was on 17. That'd be. Right? He's on 21. Tatis is on 20. Or, yeah, 21. Who am I thinking of? Harvard 17 was 19. 17 was Griffey, I think. Yeah, it was Griffey. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, but like I don't know. Do you think that we have, there's a curse going around the whole thing? Like the Madden no, curse? No, it's, it's not like it's not like Madden. No way. <laughs> it ain't like Madden. Well, show his on it this year. Is see him do bad this year? <laughs> Oh, it was we almost won MVP. It was one MVP. <laughs> almost won MVP and Cy Young. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> that's what I mean. I just I don't know. Like that's what I mean, dude. Like how could you be a top three candidate for MVP? Like oh well, yeah, you like obviously pitchers could win MVP, but like dude, it's just crazy to me. Like that's just like he honestly might win both. Like there might be a year where that guy wins both. That's the year. I'm literally like, all right, he's the guy. Like, he's the greatest I've ever seen to it. Like, that's he's gonna, he's gonna win it when he's with the Dodgers next year. <laughs> Calling it right now. First year with the Dodgers. He's gonna, win it. he's gonna win it on the Yankees. Call it right now. Yo, imagine, that's... dude. I would not want to face the Yankees. I would oh, not want to face the Yankees. If the Yankees got Otani. Oh my god. One of the greatest games ever to be played on a baseball field. New York Mets versus the New York Yankees. If like those rosters are absolutely loaded, and plus if you guys if the Mets go out and sign like they did this year, like sign Machado at third base, dude, it would be the crate. And huh. the Yankees get Otani. Imagine how good that game would be, dude. I I can't. Steve Cohen's going after Machado and Otani next year, which is absolutely like if I'm not kidding, like I'm not getting my hopes up for anything because I don't think it's gonna happen. I don't think we're gonna get either of them. But if I happen to wake up one day to see Otani and then the next morning Machado, a Met, that's literally insane. That's that's literally over. You guys a million have a billion dollars. dollar payroll. Yeah, that's over a million dollars because you're paying Otani at least five hundred mil. At least he might I, ask for more if he comes to the East Coast. Yeah, like this year's gonna be so fun. I can't wait. I think it's gonna be a good time this year. So I think the Yankees and the Phillies play in April, early April, at in New York. 
So, I mean, that'll be a pretty good series. I think it's only a two-game series, but still. I think so. Looking forward to that one. Of course, the Phillies are going to be playing the Mets a shit ton this year. Yeah, I, I was doing – the game I'm going to is May 30th, and I was doing – like, like before, like, when once I saw we got Kodai Zinga and, like, I knew what the rotation was, I, I went on the calendar and, like, I, like, just counted, like, what days, like, who would pitch one days. And the, the day before uh, May 29th, the Mets play the athletics and the five for us pitches. So the next day I go to the game and I'm seeing the ace and I'm going to shit pricks. I'm seeing Verlander or Scherzer. And then I'm seeing probably Nola, or, well, probably Nola which is going to be insane. Yeah. And I can't wait. Like that's going to be awesome, dude. I could, if Correa was on the team, dude. I'm on the, <laughs> I'm on the third baseline too, dude. That's when, that's when, that's when, dude, that's why when I saw Correa, like when I, dude, oh my God, I was like. Are you going to see him in the bank or up in City Field? City Field. I was going to say, you shouldn't wear your Mets uniform at the bank. No. Yeah. Yeah, I think if you wear your Mets gear, this is Bank Park, you might get robbed. Yeah. Yeah. Or mugged or beat out. Dude, did you guys see Joey Bosa? <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm so really dumb. I can afford those fines. <laughs> yeah, like what? Dude's on roids. It seems getting some rage there. Like that's what I mean. Like I can't be. In, I can't be seen in Philly if they're going to Joey Bosa and saying that shit to him. What are they gonna do? With me? <laughs> <laughs> like what? <laughs> like, <laughs> Dude, Philly fans are different. They're they are. Oh man. They're awesome, though. I mean, I would. They're trade a whole other breed, man. Dude, I was after. I'm looking at shit after they won the NFC Championship. I'm seeing people breaking the bus stops, dude. I'm I'm seeing a girl. <laughs> I saw a girl getting a stretcher, and she's literally smiling at the camera, just because, like, yeah. like it was crazy. Like, yeah, I wouldn't. Oh my god. Yeah, it's a scary but beautiful place to play if you're there. You know. It's gonna be scary if they don't win that Super Bowl, because yeah, like probably. because I don't know. I this turned into the fade. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we should. Have yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, if uh, the Phillies make the playoffs and they're like a top seed, and the Yankees or not the Yankees, the Mets. I mean, if they're able to play either in the divisional round or imagine a. I don't know if that would actually happen, but for the ALC or the NLCS of Mets, Phillies, that would be ridiculous. I can't I'm praying to see one day a Mets Yankees World Series before I die. I'm praying. That would be tough. I'm just praying to see the Mets in the World Series again, dude. Like, that's all <laughs> I want. I don't like, know. I saw them freaking one of this year is looking good. I saw them against the Royals, dude, with Daniel Murphy batting third. Like, like that this that lineup is nothing compared to this one. Like, I don't know. Like this this is this is this is this either this year or nothing. It's either this year or the next year or nothing, honestly. Like we got we got three we got three years to do something. That's how I look at it. Because bad for Zavani. I mean he he's been waiting a while for those Yankees to get back into the into the World Series. Oh nine was the last time. I mean they can't I think they're going to be either a one or two seed this year coming into the playoffs. I mean, it's all, it's always going to be between the Astros and the Yankees. If, oh, if yeah. the Astros somehow miraculously get knocked out of playoffs or 
get knocked out before the World Series. Yeah, I see the Yankees cruising to the World Series then probably. They just got to get rid of the Astros somehow, and then someone else will win. And it it can't be you guys though, because you guys haven't. Yeah, they're like they're the least favorited team, you know, going into. They're your kryptonite, dude. Exactly. They're your kryptonite, bad. Like I get, I get the fact that Altuve had a wire, but even without the wire, (laughs) like even without the wire, dude, like they're yeah. Right, listen. <laughs> yeah, but Turning this shit up again. This year's gonna be so fun, dude. Like all of us have some like imagine being an athletics fan. Like, what do you have? What do you yeah, have? To you don't have much. To? That's what I hate about <laughs> like that's the one thing I hate about baseball and I like about football is that the, the cap space, you know, it, it mm-hmm. makes the whole league competitive. I mean, even though you have teams that are like Texans, but still. I mean, compare the athletics or uh, who else? I mean, there's a bunch of low market teams that just suck and they have nothing to play for. And then the fans don't show up and they get like 3,000 people in the crowd, like the athletics. And it just, it's just not good for the game. So, and then you have the Mets spending $800 million. <laughs> you know, like the freaking athletics are paying maybe two, maybe two. I'm not kidding. I, the only person I saw them sign this year was Jesus Aguilar, and I might have been for like $1.5 million. That was huge. They had to reach deep there. <laughs> yeah, like it's they were breaking like, out community. community like, imagine, being a na- imagine being a <laughs> national. Take out a fan. bank loan <laughs> Being a Nationals fan must suck. Being a Nationals fan actually must suck. Knowing that your team was so good and they just all gone. Everybody. Yeah, you want to World Series and now they don't care. Too. Yeah. It's all the NL teams. It's literally Soto to the Padres, Harper to the Phillies, man. It's just, that's horrible. That would suck. Turner to the Phillies. I mean, that's just that's that's got to be rough. Yeah, and they talked so much too when they were winning. Yeah, like this is the the, the dynasty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that lasted what one year. <laughs> They're bad. They are yeah. bad. <laughs> Who is worse? Who would win in a series, in a seven-game series, the Nationals or the Athletics? I'm saying the Nationals probably, though. Probably the Nationals. <laughs> I'm, I don't know, dude. I yeah, don't know. It's horrible. They don't have anybody. Yeah, they're, they're bad. Playing, like, they have Ramon, Ramon Oriano. That's it. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah he'll know. probably test positive for PEDs again. <laughs> yeah, I heard that I they were going to move out of Oakland. I don't know if that's how true that is, but if they move out of Oakland, that would kind of suck. Like, what if they move to Vegas? I think that would be good for the team. Dude, they were another team that was good. Donaldson, Cespedes. Yeah. Donaldson was an athletic. Yeah, Donaldson was an athletic. Yeah. Donaldson, Cespedes. <laughs> they had, didn't yeah. they have a – they had a good lefty, dude. Did they have Matt Olsen? They did at one so. point, yeah. Yes, I, don't they, just, they, I don't know if it was just, I don't know if it was the same team with all of them, but I know yeah. they, they did have Matt Olson at one point. Yeah, like they were good, dude. <laughs> like that, that movie, know. the Money Moneyball, was probably just uh, all profits go to mm-hmm. the actual baseball team. So they <laughs> the, it was a fundraiser for the athletics. Yeah, <laughs> that movie's good though. Great it's crazy movie, how yeah. it's crazy how they did that, like. Yeah, it's crazy how they that actually makes a lot of sense, and I'm surprised that the teams don't really. I mean, I I don't know if it'll work 100% of the time, yeah, but 
I and mean, I don't spend the amount of money that teams are spending now. Yeah, and plus, like, uh, Jonah Hill. I don't know if that guy. I don't know if that guy was a real. That guy was literally a computer. Like he was saying yeah. stats out of his brain. Like, he went to he Yale. Was, so. Yeah, he was going like he would snap his fingers and he would say players OPPs, OBPs. Like yeah. what? Like, I don't know if that was real, but that movie's real good. Like, I saw a thing that, like, that movie's the reason why the athletics, like, like I heard that after that movie, everyone wanted to leave. <laughs> like, I heard that that's the reason they suck now, because of that movie. <laughs> wow. Oh, let's do something fun real quick. Uh, we'll do top three baseball movies of all time. Ooh. Uh, my number one. Them, why not? Yeah, number one. I gotta go with my favorite, my favorite movie of all time. Probably I got Sandlot one. Uh, do I put Benchwarmers two, dude? Benchwarmers. Benchwarmers two. I don't. That's I don't high. Yeah, that is pretty. Oh, oh Bad wait. News Bears. No, Bad News Bears is two. Bad News Bears. I have Bad News Bears at two. I thought you, I thought you were talking about the second bench warmers. I was gonna say that is the worst movie I think I've ever. Oh watched. no no no! Like, <laughs> I'm putting, oh, no no! I'm putting like I'm at number two. Putting at number two. Okay. I'm probably gonna put the old bad news bears at number two, not the newest one. The old bad news bears was good, and then at number three, I'm gonna have to go feel the dreams. Or angels in the outfield. That was good. Yeah, That's I'd good. probably go, Moneyball. Uh, Major League, and then oh, Trouble with the Curve. How could I forget Major League, Major League dude? <laughs> how could I forget Major League, bro? Oh, See, I want to put Durham Bulls up there. All right, so number one, I'm going to have to put Feel the Dreams. I think that's probably my favorite baseball movie. Um, two is Major League. That's pretty easy. I can't believe I three. Three's tough. I don't know. It's like a tie between Moneyball and Sandlot. Because I like Moneyball for like the the real life aspect of it, and then Sandlot is just like an iconic. I just love this. I just love the story of the Sandlot. Like not knowing who Babe Ruth is and getting the ball. (laughs) Like what? You don't like, like Trouble with the Curve, though. It's a good movie. Trouble with the Curve is a really good one. That's with uh, Clint Eastwood, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The the 100-year-old man. That doesn't age. Yeah, he's, he's still making movies. Yeah. Quentin Tarantino movies, though. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Fun season coming up here. Um, to be honest, Philly's taking it all. Calling it right now, put money on it. Uh, yeah, that wrap up, wraps up episode eight of the Baseline Podcast. Stay tuned for Philadelphia Sports Radio, and also stay tuned for the Fade Podcast. And we will be back next week, episode nine, probably talking about the same BS that we're talking about now until the season starts, and then the shit talk will commence. All right, let's have some fun. See you next week.